No, po boys. This is this one is po boys. Hmm. No, that doesn't sound right. My understanding is that this is the Hideo Boys, the Death Stranding and Hamilton podcast. Death Stranding and what podcast? Hamilton. Death Stranding and Hamilton. That's what we talk about on this podcast. The Hideo Boys. Well, I mean, that's a very like. A roundabout I'm just going way off of, of this is just my understanding. I mean, I'll you know, hey, hey, you tell me where the fence goes, I'll put it up. You know, I'm just doing what I got paid to do here. You know, old man. Old man, excuse <laughs> me. I mean, what? Look, if it's not a Hideo boy, it can be whatever boys you want. Gonna, I don't know. Listen, is... I'm gonna be 30, like I don't know, what a month or two longer before you. So a little more than a month. Hey, we're both going to the grave, okay? Oh. 30. Hand, hand, hand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to turn 30 and die. They're going to bury you with your little hand sticking out of the ground. I'm going to then... hold on to your hand for a month. And then I'm going to die and they're going to bury me. Oh, and there's going to really be like... a hole in the left side of my casket and in the right side of your casket. I Our imagine it worth like, uh, more like a Thelma and Louise situation <laughs> with like a, like a land speeder and john favreau trying to like trick us into yeah. our demise <laughs> no it's gonna be a thelma and louise situation where we show up at star celebration anaheim with no passes and try to bum rush our way to john favreau on stage for the mandalorian season two panel i haven't told you this but i had my celebration pass sent to my old apartment um, and I'm not in good terms with my old roommate, so, uh, I am going to have to, I'm going to see how customer service is at, at for Star Wars Celebration real quick. Oh, it's just, yeah, that should be easy to fix. I don't know. I mean, people really complain about that stuff a lot. You should, I mean, it's just your shipping address. Yeah, hopefully. That should be fine. You shouldn't have an issue. Hopefully. This is, this is good info. This is stuff Star Wars fans need to know. This is... Look, we got ourselves a story arc here. Yeah, I mean... Tune in to find out more. This we're, is... we're adding more to the Po' Boys mythos. Um, and this is kind of... You might be thinking, how are they going to relate this to actually anything? Or are they just rambling? Well, Well, listeners, I would point you to any previous episode of the podcast for your and answer. what Josh is talking about with Hamilton Boys is... Hideo there Boys. Is, um, there is Death Stranding Hamilton Boys... Um, there has been a rumor out there that Lin-Manuel Miranda is in episode nine. Oh, it's not a rumor. Well, it's a pretty well-founded rumor. They released a picture. Uh, well, no, it's a video. They released a video, a video of, uh, like as a recap of the whole saga type of my, my girlfriend, Kristen has a big issue with the rise of Skywalker marketing, doing all this, like, this is the end one last time type stuff. Because it is, on its face, so clearly not true. Uh, what? Like, it's obviously not the case. Like, there's kind no, of no, 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 it's definitely... Ten. Sure. Mm, um, no. And in the spirit of this ten sort make sense. overwrought, this is the end, we're, like, the end gamification, I would say, perhaps, of Rise of Skywalker, they did a, like, a featurette where it is about the saga as a whole and is sort of like a oh isn't this emotional and all this stuff from 40 years 
and there are snippets of filming from Rise of Skywalker in there to include Ed Sheeran. Um, couldn't couldn't be satisfied with just Game of Thrones. Um, so he was so bad that, in Game of Thrones. Like he's on set there, and then yeah, there's a there's a snippet of Lin-Manuel Miranda and Naomi Ackie. I hope he doesn't sing. <laughs> we already did in Force Awakens. Yeah, but I mean, all he says is "Yazazabizubi." Um, I mean, if he does some more "Yazazabizubi," yeah, sure, but. Oh, um, I love uh, a good Zobby Zuby. Zobby Zuby, Zobby Zuby. But, um, and then the other thing that we talked about, um, shout out to all of our episode eight haters. Um, I saw Knives Out over Thanksgiving. Did you? Have you seen No, you, not yet. But really? I saw, I saw on Letterboxd, yeah, that you highly, watched it. Highly recommend. Excellent. Um, thumbs up and out. Excellent. Not a, yeah. not not my best movie of the year. Okay. Um, I'm reserving that for this little flick called Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> but highly, ha 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 ha, highly recommend. We won't talk about it anymore since you haven't seen it. I thought you saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I intend to see it. It was uh, it was one of those things where I was in town uh, for Thanksgiving, and it was a matter of whether I was going to see it with. Um, some friends up there or wait to see it back here with uh, Kristen or not so um, yeah we'll see we'll see I, I will probably go see it next weekend but I've heard heard good things I'm very much looking forward to it yeah, I was very surprised at how good it was because I was like oh last Jedi ruined my childhood oh <laughs> I can't believe they did that oh Looper ruined my other childhood and I'm like your name's ah, not spelled Ryan like, like a real man. Um, but turns out he was okay. I mean, when it's not him ruining episode eight, um, <laughs> when he has the knives and he has, you know, um, all these different actors, he can really he can really direct. Well, famously, Last Jedi, the, uh, the Blu-ray, comes with a bonus feature, a, a feature-length, like an hour-and-a-half documentary about the making of Last Jedi, because, uh, called the, the the director of the Jedi, and in recounting the making of Last Jedi, it is very quickly established in no uncertain terms that while directing Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson had you know the knives in. He had kept those knives in. Really? Yeah, those knives were. Because I. In, 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 I distinctly in. remember there not being a commentary cast and you screaming about it. No, no, no. There's commentary on Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, there is? There okay. is no commentary on Rogue One or Solo. And okay. the commentary on Force Awakens was reserved for the 3D Blu-ray re-release. What a... Blah. Blah. Yeah, Josh Blah. has um, a checkered past with um, commentary tracks. We if actually, they can do a commentary track for Avengers Endgame, you can do a commentary track for Solo. Calm down. We do actually, a commentary we, track. We did a commentary track for Clone Wars, the movie. Mm-hmm. That was um, early days. That was single-digit episodes. Yeah, single-digit episodes. And I did not know what a commentary track was. That's right. You thought a commentary track was just saying verbatim what's happening on the screen. (laughs) I don't think you stopped me for like seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, in your defense, famously, apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger is the same way. And he has done commentary tracks on a lot of his big films. And 
they are just him being like, oh, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing that, oh, isn't that funny? So, I mean, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, I mean, it's me and a fellow swole boy, uh, mm-hmm. big, big Arnie. Well, we actually um, call him Little Arnie. Yeah, that's true. I I'm don't just, know if you see pictures of us, but if I'm, you do, you get it. I'm, I'm just trying to save face for uh, Little Arnie. Yeah, I mean, if you guys meet him, you need to call him Big Arnie. Don't try to call him Little Arnie. You can't. You can't do that. You haven't earned the right to. No. I mean, when you max out an entire gym worth of mm-hmm. weights, mm-hmm. um, and you're timed, I mean, then you can. Which we have both done because yeah. we lift so so many weights. Look. I earned the right to call Lil Arnie Lil Arnie when I had him sit crisscross applesauce and did kettlebell swings with his body. Okay? You did not do that. No, you You didn't. call him Big Arnie. Or just Mr. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want. Yeah. Just don't try if to spell you it. Want. No. Don't make that mistake. Oh. Good. Good men and women have died on that hill, and it's just not worth it. Um, hey, I was looking at our podcast stats, and I know you've mentioned it before, but like we really do seem to have a small, reliable listenership in India. Uh, yeah, we've. I've told you this multiple times. Yeah, yeah, but when I found out for myself, it was more interesting. Um, I mean, hey, you know, if you're listening to us in India, you should hit us up and tell us. You know, what's the Rise of Skywalker marketing campaign like over there? And, you know, how's that all going? Are, are people excited for that or not? They, you know, they talk about famously in China, Star Wars just seems to not be hitting. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's it like? Also, yeah, if you'd like fans, to send us, us an email at gmail.com, um, yeah. the whole fanfic thing um, is still on the table. Because yeah, but this time Pete's gonna write it. Yeah, this time I'm gonna write it. Um, it'll entail it's gonna be about Yoda and Yaddle. It'll entail Yoda Yaddle and um, a mysterious third character that's not been named yet. <laughs> um, it's Bor- it's Borgallet. <laughs> Go on, it has the truth. Borgallet. <laughs> <laughs> Have they shown like a full like model of that from Rogue One? What's that? Have they shown a full model of Boar Gullet from Rogue One? Um, I mean, I mean, it may be buried somewhere in the bonus features or something, but in the Art of Rogue One book, they have like a a larger representation of it. But the concept art for Boar Gullet is significantly cooler than, in, in my opinion. Is it a Lego yet or no? No. Really? Seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Lego's doing. Speaking of... Ever since I divested. Speaking of... Star Wars Resistance, Episode 9. Vox Vortex 5000. Vox Vortex 5000. Is it 18 episodes this season or 20? Uh, I know we talked about this. 20? Okay, so we're not quite halfway. No. Vox Vortex 5000! We got... Um... You know, a race and kind of. I mean, it's a racing episode. Yeah, so we've got look, we got these Raylo Bingo cards. You know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing some business here. 
Pete, you got one last week, finally. Oh. Marvel Star Wars tie-in. with uh, They mentioned Terex, who's a First Order character from the Poe Dameron comic book. Um, I got a thing on mine here, which I went back and forth on over the course of the episode. And it was worded by you. And now I have, of course, lost my Raylo Bingo card. Um, it was dumb race for resources slash safe passage. No. <laughs> Man. Your word is not mine. And on the one hand, I kept going back and forth about whether or not it constituted uh, resources or safe passage. They're racing for money on this. Um, but then, as the episode went on, eh, I didn't, I hate this episode, but as the episode went on, the dumb race portion of the, of the box really started to appeal to me and really started to ring true. <laughs> and I am quite inclined to check this bad boy off. I think money counts as resources. Well, it's capital, but yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm taking it. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I'm doing work. I'm doing work. Um, this episode was inevitable when when we talk about season two and just based off of the, the trailer we saw and stuff like that. Like, there was this episode was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it was going to take one shape or another. I don't know that I would have predicted this is the, the shape it would have taken with, like, a casino and a hut and all this stuff. But given where season one ended... And that the protagonists of this show are racers and pilots. It, I think it's inevitable that at some point they were going to race for goods or services or some such. Yeah, they're the aces. Um, right, right. They're like great um, pilots, and yet they can't beat a droid. Pretty spooky droid. Got some legs. Well, it looks like it's a modification of the... The vulture droid. The vulture droid. Yeah. Yeah, the neck yeah. The neck looks like a vulture droid. Yeah, it, heavy vulture droid vibes, which, which, if you don't know, is the they're in the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Now, in that whole flight sequence. Is the trade they, is the trade federation responsible for them? Or they're just responsible for the droid army? I assume it would be the... I don't, like... I don't know. Of all those, like, you I know... Think so. Cast of characters, you know, like the banking clan and that mm. guy that looks like he has, like, a breathing apparatus attached yeah, to him. Yeah, the Techno Union. Watt Tambor and the Techno Union. Yeah, that's great. Um, and the... Don't sass me. Genosians. Don't sass me this early I don't actually really know what they all provide. Well, the Genosians make the droids. The battle The battle droids... Are the Genosians. And the... Super battle droids are definitely the Genosians. And those are where all the droid foundries are. And you see the droid foundry in Attack of the Clones. It's the Tough Mudder they do is actually in a droid foundry. Uh-huh. Um, so I know that, but I don't know That's if terrifying. they make all those droids or not, though. But, I mean, I think aesthetically there's enough of a similarity between the head-type thing on a vulture droid uh-huh. and the battle droid. So... Because they never, be. they never really talk about, like, obviously all of the Separatist, like, main people get wiped out. But what does that mm -hmm. mean for, like, Cato uh, Nemoidia and yeah. the Trade Federation? What does that mean for, you know, Watt Tambor and the, what is it, Techno Union? The Techno Union. Right, like, because they're not the... Well, I assume Watt Tambor's successor in the Techno Union just kept on pressing forward in their pursuit of making 
vocalization sound like dubstep. Uh huh. But it's just and like I think that they probably succeeded with uh, BB90 in Last Jedi. Right, but like none of them are in the re- in the rebellion. Right. So I will say for interested parties, I can't speak to any of the ones you mentioned, but in the initial volume of the post Disney of the Disney era Marvel Darth Vader comics, the first run by Kieran Gillen and Salvador Larocca, uh-huh. um, they do touch on Geonosis. Really? And that that takes place after Rebels. Rebels also touches a little bit on Geonosis. Well, the, no, they do a, a pretty good job explaining what's happening to Geonosis. I, I would say that the, the Darth Vader comic goes a little deeper, though. Really? You get a little okay. More. Um, yeah, there's there's some pretty cool stuff in there. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't really talk about that. And they don't really talk too much about the battle droid armies either they touch on that briefly in um star wars rebels but look if i'm being real here and we're talking 2012 and i just find out that disney's gonna make an episode seven and i'm unemployed and fresh out of college and i'm sitting around being like i can write a script for episode seven i always thought you know the battle droid army just being latent somewhere in space was prime villainy for someone well they um because all they say is deactivated not that i want to give greg grunberg and snap wexley any publicity right now (laughs) um but in the aftermath books um the planet that they're from was Mm -hmm. like a droid manufacturer because like he activates like in the book he activates a bunch of them to like get him out of a situation then like mm. he has no battle droids yeah and he has no friends so his right but he has mr bones mr bones yeah which is like yeah, his imaginary his imaginary friend situation because yeah. he's a loser um so while we're talking about greg gunberg real quick not to go off on a huge tangent last week we did exclusively reveal um jj abrams talked about an unnamed cast member leaving a script in their hotel room which was auctioned on ebay and disney had to reacquire it and it was a real script for episode nine that got out in the wild and he said he wouldn't name the cast member we exclusively revealed that it was greg grunberg and claude who were responsible for that their all-night gaming sessions got out of hand this week, John Boyega, you may have seen some fake news of John Boyega He's just being a nice guy, you know? He, I'm I'm not convinced it's not deep fake, but don't, yeah, it was not him. It was not him. No, he's just being... Do not let this gentleman and scholar take take the knocks. He's just being, a, he, yeah, he's just being a nice guy. He is. He's a gentleman scholar. He's a prince. I love the man. Close personal friend. Greg Grunberg and Claude are responsible for this. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Don't forget it. Um, Greg Grunberg um, slash Snap. Yeah, you're not in the new trilogy. All right. I I'm gonna the, make a point. The fourth trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make a point of not including you into it. And we are exclusively revealing here for the first time ever the uh, we are in deep deep pre-production on the the fourth Star Wars trilogy. Well, it's it's more of a pitch. But please don't tell me. So, like right now, Ryan Johnson has his, and then we have ours, and our pitch is at an undisclosed location. Um, I'm not going to say it's underwater, but Mm -hmm. it is. But it's not above water. Underwater, (laughs) and it's really cool. We're gonna pitch it, 
and we're taking a, you know what i'm sorry um let's just leave it at that um uh, maybe we'll talk, we'll about, talk our, about it more yeah. after rise of skywalker we really don't want to rain on jj's parade yeah it's not about us but we're bringing back bringing back Palpatine. yeah it's not about us it's about us in a couple years yeah yeah um look strap for cash hype's got some ideas always happy to see hype back donald Faison's really knocking out of the park in this role uh he's got an old buddy who owns a casino named freddie and he pitches to these guys like, hey, let's go race here. We can make some money. Doze is like, we can't race. No way. And then Hype's argument seems to be, well, no, we can't race here. But we can race there. And that seems to work immediately. So... Cool. So they go to this casino and it's empty, and his friend Freddy is Freddy the Blue, but like call him Freddy the Hut. Come on, that's great. Uh, played by John DiMaggio, who a lot of you, even if you know it or not, know he's a voice of Bender on Futurama. He's a voice of Jake the Dog on Adventure Time. He's an incredibly prolific and talented voice actor who has a dynamite David Lee Roth impression. And they do some racing, and. Obviously, the race is rigged, and it becomes a kind of one-upsmanship of betting where Doza ends up having to bet, like, all the racers and the Colossus to try and get money, and it turns out it's a sham, and the racers are droids, and then there's something with a video game, and Niku's able to use a video game because the AI for the video game is the same as the AI for the droids. Yeah, it's not the best writing. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a little clunky for me. Um, I was hoping, so when you go into this episode, you know, it's racing, you know, it's a casino. So immediately I'm thinking a canto bite, you know, something that could be, well, they, ref- they referenced it. Yeah, they do. He mentions that all the rich people like went up and left for canto bite since the war started, which to me, he makes a comment since the war started. I just don't think it's true. Because what's this, that? Oh, you think he's saving face? Yeah, this casino looks like like the Reno, Nevada, in relation to like Las Vegas, yeah. or like the Jer. No, what's the like rundown one that President Trump? Atlantic City. Yeah, Atlantic City. Like this one looks like whatever Atlantic City was before Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they he makes a, a mention of of all the rich folk leaving for Cantabite since the war started. Quick aside, I'm wondering, does that, since the war started, I assume is maybe since Hosnian Prime was blown up, I still don't get the impression we are in or past Last Jedi. So I, I, I don't know. Um, not important. I was wondering to, again, lean on my Marvel Comics bona fides, which are limited, but there was a five-issue miniseries, a Han Solo miniseries written by Marjorie Lou, Marjorie Lou who writes Monstrous, is a very popular comic. Uh-huh. And Han goes undercover in a race, and there are stops on the race where rebel spies are, and he's picking them up along the way, and the race is called the Dragon Void something or other. And I was wondering if they would reference that, but they didn't! But they did reference Cancel Bite. So that's that note on my notebook paper scratched out. Well, um... I mean, there's really not much to this episode. Like, 
there's racing, they win. Um, <laughs> like, Kaz is really coming in his own in terms of being a racer. Hype actually, you know, includes him in the group. He's like, you got... He doesn't even say Kaztastrophe. He says, like, you've got six of the best pilots, and I'm like, did you actually just compliment Kaz? Um, and, and he did. Yeah. Um... I was surprised pleasantly that we didn't see the great blue Crete like insist. I was having the same thought. I think I think they're dead. Fingers crossed. Hope they're dead. I haven't shown up. I mean I think either they died or they joined the first order. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny, join the first order. Given that they're a creep, I'm inclined to think they joined the first order. But I was I was just thinking I don't know what it was about this episode, but I had the same thought. I think it was the, the one person in the casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The kind of critter-looking person. Uh, yeah, I got to take issue here. I love Hype. Great character. Um, he meets up with Niku. And we figure out Niku's been playing this game that I, I previously mentioned. It's like a racing arcade game that uses the droid brain or whatever to program the AI within the game. Yada, yada, yada. And Hype asks him... If he can hack it, if he can, sorry, what, what was that word, hype? Hack? Can, can you hack? I don't, hack, hack? Like, cut it with an axe? What are you talking about? Because in this galaxy, uh, when we mess around with computers and stuff, it's called slicing. Okay, hype? Okay. Well, it's obvious, it's it's obvious that Kaz and hack. Um, the crew saw Wreck-It Ralph. Because that's pretty much the premise to that. Oh, let's get into this game so we can get into another game. Oh, so you think that on the Colossus they also got Disney Plus. Yeah, recently. I think that they also got Disney Plus. That adds up. Corporate synergy is important. Uh, this is, because this is a hut in animation and not a model, he's very animated. And I, I think huts shouldn't be able to open their mouth as, as wide as he did. Because it ends up looking like um, toothless and terrible. I thought it looked um, uncomfortable, and I didn't like looking at it. <laughs> and mind you, I don't mean the animation looked terrible. I mean it, it was well animated, but like, boy, that that big old toothless mouth is pretty gross. Yeah, keep it but, subtle. But, Jabba kept it subtle. Jabba's not there wailing. No, no, no. Mouth open wide. I gotta disagree keep because it's... the huts are disgusting. And well, yeah. I was grossed out by this one, too. All right? Yeah. Um, how about those monkey lizards? Yeah, they uh, brought back the monkey lizard alphas. Yeah. Wait. I Yeah, I'd seen the big, yeah, the ones. big ones. Where have they been before? Resistance. There's an episode in season one where Poe and Kaz go on the ship, and it's where they find Sonara. Interesting. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 And it's the same. I'm, and I, yeah, I couldn't help but wonder if this was kind of just like a, well, we have this asset already in animation. Let's just reuse this. Um, I mean, it, I didn't take issue with it, but I, I couldn't help but notice, oh, we've seen this before. Uh-huh. But, but we also have, you know, previous associations between the quacking monkey lizards and, and the huts. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I I gotta give it to Franklin the Hut. Uh, 
just a real aggro boss power move having the finish line of your race actively shoot at the participants in the race like don't get me wrong i've done a turkey trot or two but i've never had the finish line actually try to kill me that's a pro move well, that's a pro move it's very alpha it's a i respect it's also that. like a dad move um because <laughs> i and this probably just speaks to my father-son issues um oh god this is kind of like when like when i was a kid i'd play horse with my dad you know um basketball and then when i'd make a mm -hmm. shot he'd be like no no layups that doesn't count all right my ball what? um where he's just moving the goalpost more and more mm -hmm. and you know kind of cheating and you know as i was getting faster and stronger than my dad you know, oh, that's a foul. I get three free throws. And I'm like, Dad, that's not how it works. And he's like, oh, really? Because, um, yes, it is. And I'd be like, oh, you're my dad. I guess so. Um, so the, I was getting some kind of flashback PTSD on that, that part of the episode. I am thrilled that you mentioned this because my last note that I have uh -huh. involved my own sick childhood flashbacks. Oh. Which With is, your father? I mentioned this oh. no, ascending uh, severity of these bets. And at the, at the very end, Doza is betting the Colossus and essentially the freedom of the Aces. Like, if he loses, the Aces are going to have to race for Frankie the Hutt um, to win this race. And I remember watching an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid. Uh -huh. And I don't remember any of the context, but I remember that the final scene was this older brother um, had to say to his younger brother, I'm going to say from hell, but it obviously wasn't hell because it was a Nickelodeon show, but it's basically hell, from like a demon. And the demon's like, all right, I'll give you your brother back if you win this bet. But if you lose this bet, I'm, I'm keeping your brother forever. And it that was enough to traumatize me. And the bet was that, like, this devil analog, we'll call him the devil. Was it the devil went down to Georgia? Was, he, was no. he looking for a soul uh, to steal? The devil was like, if you can drink two glasses of water no. before I drink one glass of water, and it's my glass of water is a small glass of water. I have, like, a half... I, I'm, I'm going to drink a quarter of the water you're going to drink. You drink two full glasses. I'm going to drink a small, like, liquor glass-sized glass of water. If you can beat me in drinking those two glasses of water, I'll let your brother go. But if you can't, I'm going to keep him here in hell forever. Um, but I will let you finish the whole first glass before I start on my glass. Which, to be fair, again, is shorter and smaller than both of your glasses. And I was like, I don't know that... I don't know that anyone would do that for me. I think I would end up being damned. And then um, the guy, the older brother character, though, check this out. And the rule's like, oh, and you can't touch my glass, and I can't touch your glass. And so the older brother's like, I got this. He chugs the first glass of water, and then he turns his glass upside down and puts it on top of the devil's glass. And the devil can't touch oh. the brother's glass. And then he finishes and <laughs> wins. His brother goes to gets to... Uh, be you know not in hell. Wow, what a what story! A, really, really ruined my life. What a, for a nice while there. plug for a TV show 
that nobody can watch because Nickelodeon... They're rebooting it. Yeah, it's a reboot, though. I mean, but that's yeah. not on, like, Netflix. No. No. Maybe it'll end up on uh, CBS All Access or whoever owns Nickelodeon. Huh. Also, there was a time in my childhood where I was apparently horrified of something called the Goat Man. And I don't even, I don't know what it was. All right, let's, I don't, let's stop. I have no memory of it. So it must have been really let's, bad. Like so bad that I blocked it out of my memory. But I don't even know what it was. It's called a goat man? That sounds, and I that's, don't know. And that's, that's all the, that's all that we have this week, Poeheads. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next week, the episode is. Don't tell me what the goat, if you know what the goat man is, don't tell me. I don't think I can Next week's episode is called Kaz's Curse. Yeah. Really? <laughs> So Uh-oh. that's kind of apt. They didn't spell curse with a K, did they? No. Um, if you'd like to get oh, a hold God. of us, we're on Twitter. Um, wait, wait, at read the podcast at gmail.com. Read the episode description. Um, the premise is... Kaz's curse. Kaz is forced to seek Micah Gray's help when a pirate curses oh. him. <laughs> so okay. about as filler as you can get. <laughs> All right. Um, have a good one. Don't tell me what the goat man is.